two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast with Ministry of Defense, LLC. I'm Glenn Snyder, back again with Dr. Corbett Everidge. Hope everybody is doing well today. Uh, just want to take a second real quick and uh, invite everybody to come on over and check out, the, uh, of course, the YouTube channel. Check out the Buzzsprout channel. Check out our blog. Check out our website, www.ministryofdefense.us. Um, come in, join the conversation, and, and share what you got with us. Now that I got that plug out of the way, um, how's it going today, brother? Uh, well, it was great. <laughs> well, it was great. We had, we had a little episode yeah, right before we uh, started recording oh, here. an episode. We've been sitting here for 30 minutes laughing our ass off. Yeah. One of these days we'll put together a blooper reel and uh, oh. <laughs> share that. Uh, yeah, we, we, had a, we had a little issue in yeah, here, man. and yeah, hopefully it's all taken care of now. <laughs> I'm wearing my contacts, too. Man, this is bad. Oh, my God. You know, God. everybody thinks, you know, these people making these podcasts, you know, it's you know we're we're one hat short of a of a clown show in here <laughs> i need the big nose and some big exactly, shoes man some big shoes and a small car <laughs> it's funny you know some of the you know we talk about things and yeah we want the subject matter to be more on a serious note but sometimes we just do stupid shit and uh it makes it tough to get started recording because we can't quit cutting up and laughing but uh maybe we'll do a blooper reel sometime and share some of that insight i mean you know it's <laughs> It takes me back to some of the times, like with with old Sensei, with Jerry. You know, you, you come out and see somebody coming out of the locker room in, in the old dojo, and you know he's found a way to like, you know, run some toilet paper up their pants leg, and they have like a thirty yard piece of toilet paper coming out. <laughs> and how, how do you recover from that? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not to mention the English have a dry sense of humor anyway. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But uh, one of the things we wanted the uh, other day, corporate sent me a text. He said, okay. Here's one of the, the subject matter for this week's podcast. It was pretty interesting. Uh, the, the topic of this week's discussion is going to be perception versus perspective. Now, that's a pretty broad thing. And when he sends that to me, he, he, he tell me to put my thinking hat on, dig deep. The first thing that popped in my mind, and I've seen this somewhere in the past, um, is the old glass of water. Is the glass half full? Is the glass half empty? Being perception. Do I perceive it? I've got information. I see this information. There's a glass of water in it. Now, how do I how do I perceive it? Half full, half empty. Because you may perceive it, and a little, your perception may be a little slightly different based on the information that's given. So there's how I see perception. Perspective, I see more as an attitude. <sighs> there's not enough damn water in that glass. Be my perspective. It's my attitude and my opinion. Why can't I have a thermos? Yeah. See? Yeah. See? So that's the first thing. That's the first thing I thought about whenever you when you sent over the the topic for today. But uh, uh, I know there's a much deeper. Uh, the way Corbett works is he goes way deeper. Oh, I'm gonna thought, I, I'm yeah. gonna screw with Glenn tonight. Just yeah, just yeah, just out of just just out of general principle yeah, of it. So it's uh, I, I do know that uh, he comes loaded for bear when he comes in here. No pun intended. Mm. Oh yeah, good <laughs> so, one. Yeah, so, good one. But. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna let him fire away here. I know he's got he's ready to he's cocked and loaded and ready to go. So I'm gonna let him let him carry into it. What I've looked into a lot of of the discussions we're having here is I'll I'll look back over my time with Sensei with Jerry and uh, it seems like the 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 real learning took place off the mats. It'd be like you know when we were sitting in his truck you know when i was i would go visit him at, at his at his real job and sit there we'd talk to two or three o'clock in the morning or we'd be sitting around his kitchen table 
eating that tasty English food. Mm, I'm going to disagree with that. We just alienated <laughs> half of our listeners. But, uh, but it was a black belt level discussion. You know, you've, you've learned the physical technique. You've learned, uh, you start the process of how to apply it. What do we do with the knowledge now? Uh, for those of you who are in your mom's basement, you know, spinning a basketball into your erection, you're not going to like this. It's just, <laughs> there's just no other way to put that uh, because this goes into a, a critical mindset. You know, you've heard me say this a hundred thousand times. If you've got to use these, you screwed up yeah, a long yeah, time ago. For those of you who are not watching on YouTube, I'm holding up a fist. If you if you have to use those, you've already messed up. You've already, for all intents and purposes, lost. You know, because yeah. you you have not taken avenues to either avoid it or, or or you know go another avenue. But we'll run an experiment first. Okay, this is gonna be fantastic. You're gonna love this. You now you you, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit with the with the. You know, so everybody take a look at that. You know, see this. I'm gonna put this down between us. <clears throat> what do you see? From my direction, it's either a nine or an upside down six. Okay, well, what do you what do you see? I see a nine. You see a nine. Okay, I see a, I see a six. Correct. And that's exactly what you should see. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're seeing it from your from your side of the table. Right. Okay. Where we're going with this is words mean things, and it's kind of ironic because for those of you who follow us on YouTube, we also have a have is that a vlog or a vlog or a, a vlog yeah, or video yeah, blog, yeah, whatever. And you know you. The short videos, and I saw something earlier today that uh, kind of put a bee in my bonnet. And words mean things. And today we have a lot of people who who use words. I'm, I'm like, that's not right. And where this goes back is actually to a to a part of my former life in the in the intelligence military intelligence profession of perception versus perspective. Okay. Words determine how you respond to things. You know, if you say, you know, if if you look at me and say, you know, hey shithead, how you doing? Hmm. Well, I know you're. I know that's kind of a bro in term of endearment. Would yeah. you say that to somebody that you do, that you have never seen on the street? No. Probably not. You know, <clears throat> well, the society we live in now, who knows? Um. how certain cultures respond to certain terms. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to step in that minefield on this podcast. So y'all, y'all fill in the blanks on this. But there's certain things that you can say and certain things that you can do that between you and I are, are harmless. Right. You say it to other people and it's, it's either harmful or, or you probably need to get ready to fight. Right. So we're looking at things that can either escalate things or de-escalate things or, or not be taken any way at all. It's natural, normal, okay? Words can be products of our, our culture, our profession. You know, back when I worked in the criminal justice system, you know, you had the 10 codes, 10-4, 10-22. Right. You could say an entire sentence and nobody knew what the hell you were talking about. Right. And you just said 10, 10, 10, 10. Next thing you know, oh, yeah, I get it. 
you know, and, and nobody else knew what you were talking about. Uh, certain things within a profession, uh, like in in the intelligence profession, uh, a black bag. Well, most people think it's a black bag, you know, it's, but that means something totally different to, to people who work in that world. So words mean things. And when you're looking at perspective versus perception, what I've seen is people use these things interchangeably. And they're, they're, they mean vastly different things. And this is especially true when people discuss martial arts, uh, self-defense. Gotcha. So I'm just going to throw out a couple loose definitions, and then this is just me. Some people will say, you know, well, from my perspective, and I actually mean the opposite of what they're talking about. A perception is a cognitive process of accumulating, processing, interpreting, analyzing, organizing information acquired through your five senses. So when we looked at this, mm-hmm. you know, you've at some point in time learned what the numbers look like. Correct. You know, so you use the cognitive process. You use sight to process that information and determine from your side of the table that was a nine. And I did the opposite over here to six. Correct. Perspective, on the other hand, is a technique of depicting volume and spatial relationships. Now, this is a little bit of a, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the back door of the house on this. Okay. A technique of depicting volume and spatial relationships on a flat surface. I bring this tied into what we're talking about. The appearance of things in relation to one another as determined from the vantage point of the viewer. Mm. Well, that speaks volumes, especially when it comes to, say, kata. Right. Now, you know where I'm taking this. Yes, I do. So pretty much the way I boil this down to people is perception is would be akin to you looking out the window at the world. Mm-hmm. Perspective would be the opposite. You looking out from the world inside. You're trying to objectively look at something to gain a perspective. Mm-hmm from something that is foreign to you, possibly. Something that you don't understand. Perception is about bias. You use what you know mm-hmm. to place value judgments on something away from you. Another way to look at that is, we look at, you've heard the term empathy. Right. Empathy versus sympathy. Totally different concepts. Sympathy means you take on the feelings of another. You know, if... If you have a coworker at work and, and his dad died or his dad's been diagnosed with, with, with cancer, we've both been through this. Right. I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, like, you know, you can you can relate to this person. I can go back to when I got that news. Right. I can take his pain on myself. Mm-hmm. Empathy is like we look at it and say, you know, we're gonna we're gonna walk a mile in a man's shoes. We are still, though, however, trying to put ourselves in that man's position. We're not looking at this objectively from a detached perspective. There's that word. Mm. So basically what we're doing is we're trying to look at something that we we may have a general idea what it's about or, or, or do not understand, and we're looking at it from what I may call the 30,000-foot the, the range. Now, there's something we need to understand. Let's look at this from the outside looking in. And try to understand this. That is in a general nutshell of how you define these things. 
Now let's operationalize these terms. Now this is where I start messing with Glenn. Hmm. This is going to be fun. You're going to love this. Okay. You just recently bought a car, didn't you? A year ago, yes. Okay, all right. You know, that's a whole other story. That That's a fun one. So when you went there, what was your intention? It was not to buy a brand new car. All right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so you went there, to, as I recall. To buy, uh, looking for a used vehicle. A used car, mm-hmm. okay. Salesmen are, are some very shrewd people. Mm-hmm. especially at that level. Now, I'm not talking about you walk into, you know, to Victoria's Secret with your wife and, uh, hey, you know, let's try these thong panties on. That's not the that's not what I'm talking about. That's, that's a totally separate animal. You went in with an idea. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a fairly nice, no reliable used car right. to move forward after what happened. Right. Okay. Why did you walk away with a brand new car and what comes along with that new car? That that, that juicy payment you got to make once a month. Yeah. Okay. Payment. So Insurance. Right. You know, tags, <clears throat> taxes, fees, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah. How could you go in with one mindset and leave something with something that's totally opposite? Now, we live in a society where... You know, you get it your way right away, right? Right. You know, you go to Burger King, you know, it's you know it's how I want it. You know, you go to where we live, there's a place called Sheets, you know, and if you'll read the back of their T-shirts, it says what you want, when you want, how you want. It's all about you because we're led to believe that as consumers, well, number one. I'm in control, I've got the money, and that's ultimately as a, as a merchant, as a business, that's what you want. You know, I enjoy talking to people in corporate America. You know, I'm like, I'm like, why are you in business? Well, we're here to to make the planet better. We're here to help the customer. And bullshit. Bullshit. No, you're bullshit. you're there to separate Joe Schmo from his money. Let's just be honest about it. That's this. exactly what they're there for. Right. <laughs> make, that, make his wallet fatter than your wallet. You know, even here at MOD. Yes, we truly believe in what we do. You know, I, I want to help people. I want to to share what I've learned over the years. You know, good, bad, and indifferent to make someone's life better. But at the end of the day, if if we're not, you know, you know, bringing in the seashells, yeah. You, you just can't be there. Right. So, back to your car. Mhm. You walk on that lot and you tell the salesman what you want. Well, first I tried to avoid the sales. Oh, absolutely. But they're like piranha. That's usually when I go looking for a car, I go about 2 or 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, hope some nobody calls the cops on you. So you go there, and all of a sudden they come out. And I've heard this story, but for the benefit of our listeners, what did he say to you? Oh, can I help you? I said, well, I uh, actually don't need anything. I've stopped to see what you had on your lot. What I'm looking for, you guys don't have. And thank you. I appreciate your time. And then he, well, have you looked at the the new X car? I'm not in the no, I'm not in the mood for a new car. I'm not looking for a new car. Well, it, just do me one favor. Before you leave, just drive by this particular car and look at the price on it. Just humor me. And I did. And it caught my attention. Hmm. So I'm looking to spend X amount of dollars on this used car with you know some miles on it. 
or I can buy this car for just a little bit more and have a full warranty, all the perks that come with having the new vehicle. So I wound up going with the new vehicle. <laughs> his <clears throat> his persuasion just to go look, it 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 triggered. It's in a, it made a, it caused a trigger. Uh, when I saw it, and then when when my wife saw it, she's like, oh, you know, and so that. That started us talking back and forth. Well, let's now let's weigh what we've got here. You know, what's the difference? Yeah, this is new. It's going to be a little bit more money, but the bang we're getting for a buck type thing, you know, and then uh, the car was essentially going to be going to my daughter. And so I was looking for something that would have warranty uh, because I've been down the must, the older Mustang route with my son, and mm-hmm. I'm not doing that again. So <laughs> lessons learned. But that, that was essentially the situation. You know, we went in with one, one idea. Uh, that we, you know, one plan, and uh, due to the circumstances, the plan changed. So what I'm hearing here, mm-hmm. just from my warped mindset, mm-hmm. you lost control of this situation the minute you got there. <clears throat> Seems that way, don't it? Right. Because in your mind, mm-hmm. you got a great deal. And let's not take it away. If you're happy with it, God bless you. Yeah. But what I'm looking at this from a... And this is a bad word, and do not ever use this word. You guys out there, do not ever, ever, ever use this word around women because you'll get kicked in the nuts for it. Manipulation. Mm -hmm. It's got a bad connotation to it. But manipulation, in a nutshell, means I'm just wanting you to do what I want you to do. Now, let's not throw this salesman down down the well. You both benefited, right? Right. Who benefited more? What's in it for him? Oh, commission. Right. So could we say that he's going to benefit more by selling a new car or the used car? I would assume the new car. Well, obviously, because that's what that's what ended up happening. Right. You know, I'm not as as a as a person that's been involved in corporate America for longer than I care to admit. I'm not going to send you down a path to where it's not going to ultimately benefit me. Right. That's just not the way business works. Right. Okay. Another interesting example like that was I, last Friday, I was out to lunch with some folks from my church. And a, this one couple was there, and they've, you know, them spending $50,000 like me and you buying a can of Altoids. Mm. You know, they just, it just, they've been very successful and they're very fortunate. They go, they want to sleep number bed. You know, one of them decides, you know, on my side, I want the foot warmer. I don't even know this shit exists. You know. <laughs> it's way over me. Well, man. I mean, I you know, know <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky if I even get to sleep like a curled up shrimp because by the time my wife hogs the bed and then you got the cat and the dog and, and then, <laughs> you know, the way she puts the covers on and the heat, you know, you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and think the damn house is on fire. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking... They actually have this, but I digress. Well, the bed, they, oh, we don't need that. Yeah. Well, we have this model in that's got the foot warmer on his side, but it's $1,000 more. If you want it without it, it's going to be such and such time, and we have to order it. Convenience. So what did you think happened? Well, they bought the bed. They went home with the bed. Yeah. Where the perspective comes in from this is you have a perception you go there with a general idea of what you want. Mm-hmm. You've seen uh, 
you know, go back to when you bought your car. Let's say you probably you may have seen a, a nice pickup truck that, that might have reminded you of your old one. Mm-hmm. Or you had a general idea in your mind of something that you wanted. These folks, same thing. They've done some shopping, seen what they wanted, utilized their senses. That's what we like to have. And you left with something that you never intended to buy. These people have learned how to manipulate you and to take what you want and convert it into their needs. Hmm. Happened to me once. If you call a couple years ago, I was involved in an incident outside of of where I work in in a very, very bad part of town. And what happened this night was a matter of perception on my part, you know, and perspective. Just a short Cliff Notes version of what happened where, you know, me and the two guys I'm working with are leaving. It's raining cats and dogs. Just dumping. And a car broke down outside. Well, this guy gets out, African-American gentleman, and he's holding a baby. It's about two years old. Is that still a baby? Toddler. Well, whatever, yeah. I, I don't get that. What uh, Does a toddler toddle? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, you got him. Like a toddy? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this, man, this, <laughs> this, know. This, this night's going downhill quick. <laughs> you, want me to have, you want me to do a replay no, earlier? No, do not. Okay. No, 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 <clears> I can't. Wind techniques in here, folks. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously he's had a bad evening. And I don't know how he picked me out of the group because the other two guys, one of them was a rather large man that you probably would not want to tussle with if you just picked him out of a out of a group on the street. But for some reason, he walks up to me and starts just, you know, cranking the motorboat mouth on me. We need to use a phone. Well, I can't. The alarm's on. Well, let me use your phone. I don't give out my phone. Well, he's sitting there holding this this little child. And this is escalating. And about that time, I'll call him Brutus for Brutus Beefcake, my rather large friend. He looks at this guy and says, man, you don't want to do what you're getting ready to do. And that just, from that point, it got out of control. Mm -hmm. Briefly, what I did was I'm sitting here making eye contact with this guy. And I just, for a small second, I kind of got a little smirk on my face and looked at that little child and looked back at him. And he let go of some expletives and turned around and walked off. Now, anybody that knows me personally knows I'm, I would never do anything to hurt a child. Never. Women and children, that, that's just not in my DNA. But what happened that night was he had to believe that I would. Right. That, in a sense, that de-escalated the situation. Right. You know, it, it, you know, we're both allowed to save face. Nobody got hurt. You know, nothing else would have bad happened. But looking at this from an outside looking in using perspective and what I was able to perceive, mm-hmm. you know, whether this isn't going to go good for anyone, I had to cross a line, you know, not physically, but he had to believe that I would have done that. His perception needed to be that you wouldn't play it. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, and not to mention in this area of town, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm the only white guy in town. You know, and everybody knows me. Right. 
but we had never seen this guy before, so it, it just kind of added a little bit of a different element to it. But he had to believe I would do something that, that no sane or moral person would do. Right. He chose the easy way out, and he chose the correct way out. And it diffused the situation. Another way we look at this, one of the world's worst people, uh, groups of people that look at perception, police officers. Oh, oh yeah. You know, perception versus perspective and that. What I want you to focus on on all this is, is not only so much what you say, but what you, or, or what you, excuse me, what you hear, but what you don't hear. If you ever study theology, you know, I, I went to a, a Christian seminary. But if you look at like the, of the old Orthodox Judaism, the, the way they trained their, their, their rabbis, they said the real message was in the white space in between the letters. Now, there's some type of significance of that, and, and, and deep down in it, I have no idea what that means. But I think it's kind of parallel to what I'm saying is I'm not so much keying in on what you say as what you don't say. I'm not keying in on what you do. I'm looking at what you don't do. Right. Police officers, to a certain extent, do the same. They are, in theory anyway, using perspective to look at something from the outside looking in. We got just the facts, ma'am, right? Joe Friday. Mm -hmm. To build a case and to prosecute someone. For, for you know, name the crime, but let's look at what they say. Now, in our studio here, if you were the police officer, mm -hmm. where would I be seated? If you're going to be talking to me, if you're going to be at this point, we're looking at an interrogation. Mm -hmm. You've got a certain set of facts. You're trying to apply said facts to me. Mm -hmm. You need a confession. If you look at this on television. Where's the person sitting that they that, that is the, uh, I guess the term now is person of interest. You can't call anybody a suspect anymore. Hmm. Be on the left. He's going to be in a corner. On the corner, okay. Now think of the symbolism. That Somebody put baby in the corner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Never mind. I had to do oh, it. I had God. to do it. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways we, this is getting out of damn control. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, that's good. There's no way out. Uh. You know, we've got you cornered, right? You know, you've heard me say this in how many times have we trained people? You know, a lot of people will say, don't ever get your back to a wall. Hmm. Don't get your ass in well, the corner. Well, I, I've disproven that myth on putting your back against the wall Many, 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 many times. But a corner—that's that's a totally different. That's a that's that makes things far, far more difficult. Right. Now that's a little bit because generally speaking, you've got one way out. Mm -hmm. Through them. Through them. Right. You know, a wall is a different story. But look at the symbolism that puts it there. Those officers, by trying to understand this criminal element are using an outside-looking-in approach and trying to say, you know, this is what we're going to do to defeat you. If you want to make a police officer real uncomfortable, you know, well, you tell us what we need to know, we're going to get a good warrant. Well, if, if you can go get a warrant, why do I need to tell you what you need to know? 
right? <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, you wouldn't be sitting here wasting your time with me if that's all you had to do. You know, you don't need me for this. I'm not doing your job for you. I don't recommend saying that. But it's turning that way that they see the world back around on them. You know, you get this person in a confession. I almost said confession booth. Mm. A confession, an interrogation room, an interview room, right? Here's another one. We know what you did. We just need you to tell us. No, 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 sunshine. That's not the way this works because if you knew this, I would already be in handcuffs. <laughs> you guys are getting inner workings here tonight. This is good you stuff. Know, you know, it, it, where this goes back to perception versus perspective is you've also heard this. To catch a criminal, you got to think like a criminal. I've, I say this, and, and I can say this with a, with a I mean, this, this is all putting to some people. I can say this with a clear conscience because according to some government agencies, I am a criminal. Hmm. You know, I, I've, I've lived that part of life. Right. I've lived on both sides of the law. Right. Thinking like a criminal and thinking as a criminal are two totally different concepts. You know, if you go back to the to the Christian theology like we do, and you look in Scripture, we see that all evil begins in the heart. Hmm. And I'm guilty, you know, for for a lot of reasons. But if you look at that, is it really possible for someone? If we go back to what we were talking about on perspective, on outside looking in. Is it truly possible for you to understand how a want how a, a man would just walk through a Walmart, twirling a baseball bat, mm. and whack a woman in the back of the head to sit in her mind and her business looking at greeting cards? No, man. When I saw that video, I, I couldn't fathom in any way, shape, or form why this individual would do that. Well, that presents a problem because then how do we, as People who want to stop that want to teach people to keep this from happening to themselves. How do you look at that from an unbiased point of view and try to make people understand that? And number one, and and furthermore, how to look for it. Right now, in hindsight, you know we we could I, <clears throat> for reference, there's a. It was a, I think it was a Walmart, Arkansas. I believe was the state. We have, we collect thousands and thousands of hours of, of security camera video, first and third person video, that sort of thing. But um, it was security camera footage from a Walmart, and this individual, you, you see him, they piece it together. You see him walking through the Walmart. He goes to the sporting section, gets a baseball bat. Nothing unusual about that. Then goes walking around the store with the bat in his hand, but he's twirling the bat. He's twirling. As he's twirling it, he starts walking through the grocery area, uh, twirling this ball bat, and he's staring people down. And people look at him like, you know, what the hell is this going on with this guy? They make an eye contact. And he continues to go around the store, and they show from different perspectives and all the different camera angles. Um, he's going around the store, and he's swinging that bat, and he's looking people in the eye, which is, that is not what I would consider normal behavior. But there was a, he walks into the electronics area, and there's a lady um, looking at DVDs. And she's reading the DVD case or whatever, but she is totally oblivious to the fact that he is standing off to her her left, twirling that bat and just staring her down, staring holes through her. She's totally oblivious. 
And he stands there for a bit, and then he just cocks that bat back and just whacks her right in the back of the head, and she drops like a sack of potatoes. Turns, walks away, walks to the exit. They catch the guy. And his reasoning, or his the reason he give uh, to law enforcement that he did what he did was he saw that happen on television, somebody get hit in the head with a bat, and he wanted to see if that was really the reaction you would get from that happening. On on behalf on his behalf or her behalf? Uh, or both? He, both. He wanted to see if hitting somebody hit like it, they really dropped like it. What effect, if it really had the same effect he saw on TV. So you got a perception issue here. Mm-hmm. He wanted to gather this information, process it. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we're going to look at what we've talked about tonight as far as the definition, mm-hmm. see what it did to her. But what we have missing there is any type of concept of consequences. Right. So you can either make a leap there of either he did not see what he was doing was morally repugnant. Or he's just a mean son of a bitch. He just didn't care. Yeah, crazy. You know, so that's how you start looking at at his perception versus our perspective coming together as one. You know, that, that there's just... We can't conceptualize that from a moral perspective. We look at it and you're horrified. Yeah. You got a woman here that's, that's done nothing to nobody. I've seen the video, and you know, if you watch it, uh, just steal your heart for a few minutes. S T E E L, not you know, steal a get, get a little bit. Of, you got to get a little bit of the thick skin. Some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. See something. If you see something, say something. Now, in post nine eleven. You know, back when I taught in college, I still have some of my students has been 15 years ago, you know, since I left the, left the classroom. And I can't imagine going back the way it is now. Mm-mm. I've had some of them hit me up. And, uh, we thought you were nuts back then, some of the things you were saying. And my God, it's happening now. You know, the Patriot Act. Uh, you know, the National Defense Authorization yeah, the NDA, Act. You say the NDA. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a form of bias. If you see something, say something. And we know that inherently isn't isn't that bad. You know, if if you see, uh, you know, your neighbor driving up with a rider truck with you know eight hundred pounds of diesel fuel, and and here comes a semi tractor trailer with a fertilizer. You know that. There's a problem. Yeah, and he lives in a townhouse. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. Real life example of that was I had a former friend of mine that passed away a few years ago, but he he worked he was worked in um he's a commercial sales manager of auto parts, and he had one customer that called in and ordered one single part number. It was a spark plug. Mm-hmm. Nothing big deal about that, right? Problem with it is he ordered a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. Now, what would the odds be? that he's going to need that many spark plugs that's going to only fit a very limited number of vehicles. Is it possible? Eh, yeah. Probable? No. Right. So what did he do? He saw something and he said something. And in this case, for some reason, the FBI had this guy on their radar. The problem with it is, is once you see you see something and you say something, you don't ever hear anything. And in a 
Airfinger's quote transparent society, that's hard for people to swallow. Mm-hmm. Me anyway. From a self-defense perspective, let's look at perspective. The way women versus men see the world, and let's take one specific example when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had this conversation. You're going through customs. You know, I've gone through customs in Italy, and the man never even, I could have been standing there with a Michael Myers mask on, he wouldn't have it. <laughs> Clunk, welcome to Italy. That guy never looked at me. I'm trying to get out of Germany and about got thrown in the gulag because my wife put a, a small thing of uh, orange juice in my bag, and I didn't know it. Right. The woman pulls it out, and she looked in the, the customs officer. The minute she looked at me, she knew that I had no idea that was in there just by the expression on my face. It was off to the damn races. It's about as bad as my wife getting mad with the immigration officer in Mexico. Yeah, that, I told that, her, you, you, this is not the place you want to do that. Right. Not not a smart move. <laughs> she went chihuahua on her. <laughs> it's just, you don't, not here. You not don't good, do that. Not good. No, you not back, good. back down. Put you back in the cage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when we counseling people on traveling, you answer the questions succinctly, mm-hmm. yes, no, preferably, and you get through this. Yeah, there's no need in getting into these Lucha Libres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's amazing to me. You know, people, when they start, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's funny you say it, yes or no. That's the way it should be done because they start asking you questions and you start giving too much information. You might give information that don't seem to you like any big deal, but that throws a red flag out to them. Why is this person telling me all this? Well, mm. it's funny you mention that because, you know, with my instructor, I, I was, I'm one of the luckiest guys on the planet. I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm not going out him on what a lot he did out in the outside world in England, but he taught me a lot more than martial arts. Right. And with what I'd already amassed in the, in, 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 my military service, I, I was not a Navy SEAL. I was not spec ops. Uh, I was a... What? Yeah. You know, Why not? You know, exactly. You know, so, you know, <laughs> you know, sorry, Mr. Shipley, you ain't going to get to call me and ask me if I'm a Navy SEAL. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> you know, I was a lab rat. But he was able to impart that knowledge on me. Right. And one of the things I recall he, him saying, and he stressed this, is be the stupidest person in the room. And I'm shaking my head in agreement. Nice. Now, we've we've got an acquaintance that I don't care what you say. He knows more. Oh, yeah. Once he starts talking... He doesn't stop. You can't stop him. Yeah. Well, if I'm in a position to where I'm either, you know, working our security work that we do for clients. Or if I'm using that for nefarious purposes, that's exactly what I want you to do. So from this point of view, using perspective versus perception, I'm using perception to my advantage. Let him talk. No, talk all you want. Because the more you talk, the more I'll learn. 
about what you don't want me to know. You keep going, you know. <laughs> You'll paint yourself in a corner. If you look at a conversation, mm-hmm. who's in control, the one asking the questions or the one answering them? Uh, you know, you you know, just from a, from that 10,000 view, foot view, well, this person's doing all the talking. They must be the expert. They must be knowledgeable. And the whole time, my little mental Rolodex is just flipping. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is probably where, in martial arts, perspective versus perception gets wrapped around the axle. And when I said bias a while ago, it was because as a Ph.D. in research, that is a dirty, dirty word. That is a dirty, that is a career killer. The problem with it is, is I call my peers out on it. If you want to see something interesting, go on, you know, and this will take you a while. So if you do this, you're really, really bored with yourself. See how many of people that have PhDs in my field, criminology, criminal justice, are in favor of the death penalty. Uh, look at their research interests. Well, the fact that you're interested in something like that, you're already showing some type of bias. Right. Look at their research and see how often the the research findings they have on a, on a specific topic are pretty much running neck and neck with each other. Yeah. So don't come at me with that. But I digress. There is a common conception in BJJ. 80%, 90%, 95%, of all fights will go to the ground. Hmm. Now, where I get into some issues with this, and, and they, they people rightly accuse me of being a smartass on this, show the evidence. And the first thing they do is type in YouTube.com. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Yeah. Data. I said evidence. I want data. I don't want entertainment. Right. Show me this. Well, that's impossible. Well, you just quoted me a statistic. Well, you just quoted me a statistic, and now you're telling me that what the, the, the whole basis of what you're telling me is true. You can't prove. You can't verify it. Hmm. But you're coming from this, you know, and, and I'm not throwing shade on these people. If you love your art, I have nothing but respect for them. But if you're going to tell me something's true, I expect verifiable evidence. I expect something able to look at it from an outside looking in approach. Mm-hmm. And tell me why it's true. Tell me why my perception that this art is very limited against weapons, multiple attackers, uh, Terrain, hmm. tell me where I'm wrong, which requires some type of detached perspective. Right. They can't do that. Kyokushin, yeah. I'll, I'll take crap. Kyokushin can't do it. It's the strongest karate. Yeah. And you, uh, now I'm going to, I've lived this. You, you will run into some people. You'd be better off Shin kicking a fire hydrant and inviting some of them people. <laughs> uh, Versus somebody from the Goju Ru school, I'm talking about a tried and true Goju practitioner. Uh, I don't know which side of the table I'd put my money on that. Now you're looking at a at a very very emotional 
we, we wrap in all these years of our life. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to see it from that. You know, you're going to perceive things based on where you are. Yeah, it's your you're, bias. You're looking out the window. You're going to take what you know and apply it to every situation. The big one in martial arts, the UFC, it's as real as it gets. Okay. As real as what gets. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, assuming you know when you get uh, jumped in the parking lot of the at the supermarket, and and the guy that's trying to rob you just happens to be wearing four ounce gloves. Yeah, it's as real as it gets in that octagon. Right. You know, it's it's a great marketing ploy. Yeah. You know, and and I'm I'm not talking down to our MMA friends, or I, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah. I enjoy watching it. But no, it's not as real as it gets. Right. You know, the guy sticking a knife in your shoulder blades, that's as real as it gets. Yeah, that, that's pretty real. But we go from, again, what one person perceives as it is real as it gets to somebody who has a different perspective. Right. Yeah. You've taken two words here. And it's probably been a little bit of a convoluted conversation. But how you see the world may not be how the world truly is. You know, I heard this going through my graduate degrees a lot. I talk about human behavior. Perception is reality for this person. Well, that's also true for somebody that's, you know, got multiple personalities. Hmm. You know, where do you draw the line? Yeah. You know, if if they say, you know, I, I, there's ice cream shooting out of the wall sockets, then you can plainly see that it's not. Well, <laughs> we've got a little bit of a disconnect here, folks. It's, yeah. it's called, you know. Schizophrenia. Right. <laughs> you know, the martial arts debate versus, you know, perception. What we're able to perceive and, and with our five senses and make sense of it. Is, is it going to sway you emotionally? Right. I'm 47 years old. I, I'm, I'm kind of set in my ways. I like to look at other arts. But is that going to sway me from karate now? No. 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 No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so far entrenched to it, it's become part of my, part of the core of who I am. Does that mean I won't go try a BJJ class? No, it doesn't mean that. Does it mean that if it came down between the two? I mean, I'm just like everybody else is listening to this. I've got a wife and, and children and, and, and things that happen every day. Mm-hmm. I can't be in the dojo, you know, four and five nights a week like I was 20 years ago. Right. Just can't do it. Yep. So I want to go with what brings me the most joy and what brings me the most utility in my life. Yep. I agree. And from perspective, there's merit to all of these arts. There's merits to all of these ideas. And from my perspective, you use the one that fits you. Right. Like wearing a pair of boots by the ones that fit the best. Right. You know, for some people, you know, if, if that's pulling guard, you know, become the best guy in the world that pulls guard. Right. You know, so that's just how you see the world. And and words, they mean things. Yep. You know, I'm, I sometimes get in trouble with people like, well, where you're twisting what I'm saying. I absolutely, you're, you're exactly right. I am. It depends upon the situation. If I'm wanting to, depend, and if it's a work-related situation, if I'm wanting to gain an advantage over you, 
Absolutely, I am. Right. People don't like to hear that, hmm. but that's business. You know, if it's a if it's a situation like it was that night where you know this this gentleman had to believe that I was going to do something that, crazy that no moral human being would do. Yeah, I communicated without saying a word. But everybody benefited from that. Right. Everybody went home. And who knows? I mean, he probably, you know, I could have been dealing with the second coming of Bruce Lee there. And somebody found me in the bushes the next morning. Who knows? But by using nonverbal communication and understanding how this altercation was going and in the limited amount of time, how he may be thinking. Mm-hmm. It worked out. You know, so perception, perception isn't always reality. It's how you see it. It's how you see it. You know, and, and and that's something that you really need to take into consideration when you're looking at the world, especially today. Yeah. Everything's not always as it seems. You know, what was the name of that guy that got killed up there that was uh, Seth Rich? Yeah. Okay. Now I, I'm I'm just heard bits and pieces of this story, and I'm not getting political. I I could you know this this is going to sound like a jerk thing to say, but what he was involved with outside of his in his political life, I don't care. I hate the guy died. Right. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Right. But from what I've kind of been led to believe, they they believe that it was an armed robbery gone bad. I think he was found in the street. Mm-hmm. Gunshot wound, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. All right. You're walking down the street, and the theory behind that is it was an armed robbery gone bad. But the FBI is investigating it. Okay, we, Houston, we got a problem here. Yeah, heck, the things start having a little aroma to them, don't they? Right, because it's a problem called jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. The FBI is investigating street crime now. That that's where I, I've I've kind of my my radar goes up and and it's because I was ensconced in that world so long, mm-hmm. but now that I'm I've been away from it, I'm able to look at it from from a different perspective perspective of an outside looking in. I'm like, okay, I lived in that and this is bullshit. Yeah, it don't work this way. Right. The problem is, you know, generally people like me, nobody <laughs> listens to them. No, you're either you're either a crackpot or a jerk, <laughs> you know. So that's good, bad, or indifferent, depending upon you know those of you listening who you who who you you tend to believe. But it's just the way you see the world. And as an instructor, you've you've got a it's it's a unique challenge because you got especially with women, you got to meet this person where she is, not where you want her to be. You know, I've heard instructors say, you know, you, you know, this is a future black belt. Well, that may be the case. But what you're working with now is a highly uncoordinated person that's been in your school for two weeks that's been abused for years. Right. you got to mold them into what they're going to become, not what you want them to be. Right. Yeah, that's probably another podcast. Yeah. That'd be a great. That'd be a great subject. Now that's happened to me. You know, I've I've gone into schools. You know where, you know, they'll pull you aside. We'll we'll be careful with her. She's been abused. 
and you look around and everybody's putting on sparring gear. Mm. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> not not the right way to handle that situation. Right. You no, know, I mean, you know, she's already you know been on a slobber knocker this week with her husband already and then all of a sudden now you're going to line her up, put her in a cage? Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. So learn how your language and how you behave and how you see the world all come together as one and how that works with people. That's a huge, huge part of teaching somebody to defend themselves. I tell you what, you guys, you need to take these words to heart. <clears throat> what we try to do is each week when we bring up these subjects, they're meant to, for you to think. But as you go through, you start, you're able to start tying things together. What you'll find is as, as you start going through this podcast and that podcast and the next podcast, you'll start to see where things go to tie in with each other, uh, the way things start to fit. Um, it, it, it's a way that we, we try to work with people and teach people to, to better themselves, understand better things around them. And by understanding those things, you live, a, as corporate like say, you can walk in peace. And it gives you the opportunity to, to, to live your life, you know, in, in, a, in a manner to which you, know, you don't walk around paranoid or afraid or anything like that by basically just understanding the way other people think, you know, trying to see a, a more broader perspective of the world. And uh, You're going to be self-conscious about that word from now on. Yeah, you got me all jacked up about the car sales. I'm going to have to give them a call tomorrow and give them a piece of my mind. Yeah, they saw you coming, man. <laughs> uh, no, I, it, it, I actually feel like I got a great deal, though. Oh, that's fine. But, but so did he. Because it was the last day of the year. Of course it was. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah, and there was probably 10 more in the warehouse you didn't know about. Uh, that was fine. That was fine. That one on the lot would just fit me just fine. Yeah. If you're happy, I'm happy. That's, <laughs> I'm what happy. I, that's what I tell every Mama was happy. That's what I tell my clients and all my students. If you're happy, I'm elated. <laughs> that but anyway, <laughs> and it's going to be happening again here before too long because I'm going to do it again. Mm -hmm. But uh, Have I got a deal for you? Mm. God, that's the problem. I can't find the best deals. When I find something, I think is a great deal. I just get because I'm I'm the world's worst at finding deals. Uh, that's why I don't buy anything. I'm not a shopper. I, I, if I got something, I want to go get it. I get it. I, I don't like the. I'm just not a big shopper. I don't want to spend a lot of time going and looking at this, looking at that. I have it. I have a vision, a perception of what I want. Let's go get it. <laughs> My wife, you know, she's one of those like we got a van. Great. My truck's 17 years old. And I'll be driving it when it's 34. Because by my math, I can go spend $4,000 on a motor mm -hmm. and have a brand new truck. Yeah, versus, versus that same truck now. Yeah, $50,000 $60,000, $70,000. Now who's the dummy? Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, listen, uh, you guys, please like and subscribe. Uh, join in the conversation, as we always say. Uh, Corbett's been putting up some great stuff on the blog site. I mean, it's you guys really need to go read read the words. I mean, it's really good stuff, really thought-provoking stuff. Uh, www.ministryofdefense.us slash blog. All of our links are in the uh, in the body of this or the description on this YouTube video. We do that every every video we do. We put our links in there, so it's easy for everyone to find. But please go check it out. Uh, shout out at us. Let us know you're out there. And uh, until next time. I'm Glenn Snyder with Corbett Average. You guys be safe. See you next week. Everybody take care.